U.S. President Joe Biden took his first military action since becoming president, ordering an airstrike on a site in Syria last Thursday. This strike generated concern among some lawmakers and even drew some criticism that Biden had not asked for the necessary congressional authorization. Now, Biden pointed out that this was in response to an attack the previous week and that he acted in line with the U.S.'s right to self-defense. However, scholars are pointing out that his actions are, um, aside from the congressional authorization question, also a violation of international law. So for further discussion on the implications of Biden's first uh, military action, as well as the prospects for regional security in the Middle East under this new uh, administration, as well as the current tensions and future prospects for the Iran relationship, we are pleased to be joined by Dr. Joe Macaron, a resident fellow at the Arab Center in Washington, D.C. Hello. Uh, Yes, hello. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. Uh, really curious to get your thoughts on, uh, first, the airstrike. Last Thursday, a U.S. President Joe Biden ordering these airstrikes against facilities in eastern Syria, uh, believed uh, by uh, many analysts to be used by Iranian-backed militia. So before we uh, get into maybe the more kind of granular details of this case, could you first tell us what your reaction uh, to the news of the airstrike was? Uh, I mean, it was expected uh, uh, somehow. Uh, the Iranian regime is is uh, is, uh, is testing the uh, Biden administration early on, uh, and also the the new U.S. administration is trying to show that it's not uh, a repeat of the uh, Obama approach of not responding to mm-hmm. the uh, to Iranian uh, uh, attacks. Uh, so I think it was a calculated uh, measure. It was interesting that the response came from Syria, not from Iraq, where the original attack came, Hmm. uh, which means that the U.S. does not want to escalate in Iraq, where there there are uh, much more U.S. troops on the ground, and they preferred an easier target. Uh, a usual target for uh, for uh, for attacks on Iran, especially from Israel, uh, and it shows that uh, uh, the U.S. is uh, the new administration is willing to have some deterrence, uh, not to the extent of the Trump administration, which went above and beyond, especially in the assassination of Qasem mm. uh, Soleimani, the commander of the Quds Force. Uh, but it's showing that, uh, along with negotiation, they are showing uh, Iran that you know they are serious when when uh, to react when uh, an American citizen is killed, as, as it happened in February 15. Now, and I, I want to follow up later on about your um, comments about how Biden wants to differentiate from the previous Obama administration, because of course so much was made of the so-called red line uh, back in Obama's day, um, but. Uh, as far as this current airstrike, uh, Dr. Macaron, President Biden told Congress on Saturday that the airstrikes he ordered were consistent with the U.S. right to self-defense, and the strikes were in response to that uh, February 15th attack that resulted in the death of a civilian contractor with the uh, U.S.-led coalition in northern Iraq. So taking into consideration everything that's happened since that uh, February 15th attack, uh, 
largely speaking, what Biden is saying in terms of justified um, self-defense, um, do you feel that that does that is a logical uh, argument? And can you tell us a little bit about that uh, so-called February 15th attack? I mean, if we want to talk technically, everything that's happening uh, in this region at this point is a violation of law. Mm. Uh, you have uh, a lot of foreign intervention, using of airspace that's not their own, uh, attacking uh, uh, civilian and, uh, civilians or non-civilians in, in a proxy war. Uh, so uh, this is basically the situation now. So uh, we need to look at it either from a violation of the national law or from more realist perspective where uh, there's self-interest states uh, basically projecting their influence the way we are seeing now. Uh, so I think uh, if we look back at the escalation of Iraq or the Russian intervention in Syria, there's a lot of uh, 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 violation in, in, in that sense. Uh, so the uh, Iran or uh, has been involved with, uh, in the proxy war with, with the U.S. Uh, for years now. Uh, if not two decades exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the killing of the American uh, civilian contractor uh, in Iraq uh, by uh, militias close to Iran has been expected as a reaction to the uh, killing of uh, Soleimani, as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the U.S. sanction uh, during the uh, Trump administration. Uh, so Iran, uh, there's a lot of uh, feeling of vengeance now. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of conservatives are, are saying that we sh- the Iran should not rush to talk to the, by, the, by the administration and should establish some deterrence, uh, uh, basically respond to the uh, recurring attacks on, on Iranian assets in the region. Uh, on the killing of Soleimani, on killing of the Iranian nuclear cent- uh, uh, scientist, uh, Fakhri Zadeh, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, largely expected to be killed by Israel, uh, uh, with maybe uh, knowledge of, of, of U.S. intelligence. We don't know the whole story yet. Uh, but uh, the, the conservatives are, are having growing, uh, growingly uh, asking basically for for kind of response uh, so this became came early in the Biden administration uh, because it's somehow less crazy uh, than the Trump administration uh, and now we will see if it's going to be the, the last details which is that both sides that we had an action and reaction and then uh, we see potentially some nuclear engagement. It's difficult to predict at this point the self-fraternal politics in both Washington and Tehran. Uh, uh, but I think now we'll see how, uh, if this will be enough from the Biden administration to establish some deterrence uh, moving forward. Okay. So to establish that deterrence moving forward might seem to indicate that they are not going to be as inclined to be as uh, trigger happy as the uh, Trump administration, uh, as we give, as we've been saying, this is his first um, so-called military action that took place since Biden has become president. But as we know, the party that he leads, the Democratic Party, is fairly diverse ideologically when it comes to these things. There are hawkish 
uh, members of the party who might have that more um, neoliberal uh, outlook on uh, being a bit more ad, uh, active in international affairs. But there, are, there is a quite a strong uh, dovish progressive element to his party as well. And he's received backlash from his own party uh, for those people who have been uh, complaining and um, criticizing uh, the Trump administration for their incessant um, and, and frequent airstrikes in that region. Uh, Biden is saying, of course, that He is the commander-in-chief, and so he does have authority uh, in these type of decisions. Uh, Do you think that there is um, a chance that uh, that, uh, growing uh, criticism within his own party could be strong? I mean, definitely for a one-time strike, uh, traditionally the U.S. uh, president didn't go back to Congress uh, unless there's long-term intervention, there's extended strike. Uh, the 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 legal cover for the U.S. continuous involvement in Syria and Iraq is based on combating terrorism, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily in 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 those kind of uh, side uh, uh, tensions with 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 the, with the regional powers. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, this is always the issue of the executive privilege, or there is some yeah. legislative uh, oversight. Uh, definitely, as you said, uh, there's a growing uh, uh, progressive uh, movement now that they want to cut, basically, as involvement in the region, uh, from Yemen to Syria to, to Iraq, and they were not expecting Biden to be, to be moving uh, in, this, in this direction. Uh, but there's a moderate phase, moderate, moderate uh, leadership in, in, in the Democratic Party. There's also the Republicans who agree with uh, with Biden on this. Uh, so he might might be popular among the among the uh, progressives, mm-hmm. but he will gain support from other wings of the Democratic Party and also some independents and and moderate Republicans. Um, so I don't expect a big backlash. Uh, progressive are happy with him on domestic issues, on Yemen, on what he's doing on other issues in the Middle East. So it won't be uh, a big uh, turn off for them. But obviously they will voice their concern uh, 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 moving forward. And I don't think the Biden administration has an appetite for greater uh, involvement. But I think they felt it's necessary to to show the Iranian regime they are serious, that uh, why they are not as much as Trump, but they are not as much as Obama also, and they are somehow yeah. in the middle. Uh, and uh, and this is what we, I think we, the signal that Biden is uh, ascending by the strike. And that's interesting, as you mentioned, uh, that uh, he may have upset his uh, more uh, progressive uh, supporters, but the more hawkish supporters in the Democratic Party, as well as some Republicans, would largely be supportive of this a one-time uh, strike. Internationally, it could also be a different story, though. Um, we have international legal scholars who are critical of Biden as well, saying that he had no right to use the military force. I know you said technically anything could be construed as a violation of international law at this point, but that uh, there is no um, inherent right to attack Iran on Syrian territory and uh, use this uh, major military force in response to a sort of tit-for-tat situation. Now, Biden's goal has been to restore the U.S., the American credibility to the rest of the world after what has been perceived to be four years of um, big damage done by the Trump administration in terms of um, 
let's just say, ratcheting up of disputes with his traditional allies. Uh, Biden would like to change that and restore that sort of um, regular order that we've uh, seen over the past few decades in NATO and, and everything else um, all that comes along with that. Uh, there, there are some people saying that, well, Biden in this one-time strike did the same thing that Trump's always been doing, and that could be uh, something that uh, raises some eyebrows. Do you think that that does have any factor at all in terms of the uh, overall goal of improving uh, the U.S. standing in the rest of the world? I mean, it's a subjective issue. It depending on it depends on uh, on how uh, countries' interests are, are is is is, uh, is involved. I think, like countries like. Uh, France, uh, for example, they'll be happy to see uh, such U.S. involvement because they were arguing for for years that U.S. has withdrawn from the region and allowed other forces like uh, Iran and and Turkey and Russia to uh, to emerge. But obviously, those powers, which are, whether in Ankara or or, uh, or Moscow uh, or Tehran, have a different uh, yeah. view. They believe that U.S. is uh, is there to basically continue its uh, what they call its expansionism after Iraq. Uh, um, so uh, it's a bias uh, how each country or first interested is, is looking at, at this issue. Uh, so the, the U.S., I think, is lacking resources now, uh, especially during COVID-19, is not interested in long-term intervention. Uh, but it's trying with limited resources, limited strike, which has a limited cost, limited uh, impact of boots on the ground, uh, to basically send a message that they are still around, uh, that they can uh, uh, basically uh, uh, try to deter Iran while continuing to diffuse tension with them on the nuclear issue. Uh, it doesn't change anything. It only gives more credibility for Biden in negotiating with Iran, because mm. now he can say that, you know, I was able to do the strike. I'm not going easy on Iran, uh, but we need to defuse this issue of the nuclear talks. So this is going to help him in the negotiation in that sense. Uh, but I don't think it will have larger impact of, uh, on, on how the U.S. is perceived in the region as withdrawing more. Uh, as not being uh, uh, leading from from the front, not from the back, as as Obama uh, used to say, I don't think this will change. I think a lot of people are doubting the the, the degree of U.S. commitment and and getting involved in the Middle East, which is true because I think they have other priorities. They have a fatigue from the Middle East. Uh, they have a COVID-19. They have uh, the relation with Asia in general. They have other priorities, so they are trying to deal with the minimum possible with the, with the Middle East, not to have a whole crisis on their uh, on, on Biden's desk. Uh, but at the same time, they want to look at they are completely withdrawing, and this is going to be a difficult balance, I think, uh, moving forward for Biden. Yeah, let's talk about that difficult balance. And in the remaining time we have, Dr. Macaron, uh, Biden wants to certainly differentiate himself from Trump and and the policies that were widely in dispute domestically, especially among the uh, so-called mainstream political establishment, both Republicans and Democrats. However, he, as you point out, he, he also wants to d- differentiate himself from uh, the uh, administration where he was vice president. That was the eight years of the Obama presidency. 
Can you just pinpoint in what specific ways you think he will be different? Again, when you think about the Obama presidency vis-a-vis Syria, uh, automatically everyone thinks about the so-called red line and how uh, Syria was able to be um, brazen in the way they, they conducted themselves uh, without a, a um, appropriate response, again, from the hawkish point of view, uh, from the American side. Uh, where do you think uh, Biden will be different and in what ways do you think he can improve upon uh, what Obama was able to do? I mean, first, uh, Obama was adamant that uh, the U.S. will not get involved in any uh, fight beyond the, the war on terrorism and dealing with ISIS and uh, and other groups. Uh, they basically refused to get involved into the Syrian war or deterring Russia or Iran or anything else. But now we see Biden early on sending a different signal that uh, when necessary, we're going to be in self-defense. You're going to fight back any attacks on on U.S. civilians or troops. Uh, so I think this was, this was the first uh, uh, signal. Second, I mean, it's not clear uh, how going to be his approach in, in Syria. You know, U.S. troops are, are now deployed in northeast, northeast Syria near Russian and Turkish troops. And the relation between Washington and both uh, Ankara and Moscow is not doing well moving forward. So the U.S. troops will have to deal with those tensions on the ground, basically provocations, or as we saw in the past few months and uh, and years. So how is the U.S. going to react? They're going to be responding to every attack. Uh, they're going to protect them diplomatically through sanctions. Uh, how are they going to deal with those provocations moving forward? It's not clear. So the environment is different. Uh, I think Biden is going to be Obama 2.0, but Mm. taking into consideration the Trump legacy, the changes in the region, uh, everything that uh, went went forward. Uh, Obviously, we already see that he's not going to go easy on Iran as Obama did due to the pressure in Washington, due to the pressure of of the Trump uh, era. Uh, so he has to adapt and be more, uh, as I said, uh, somehow Obama 2.0, more in the middle between Trump and uh, and Obama. I do want to touch upon another controversy here and get your views on it. As as you um, know better than any of us here right now, uh, there was a lot of outrage over the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi and how there was a direct I believe a a lot of um, evidence pointing to the top leadership of Saudi Arabia being responsible for it, and namely the the crown prince. The decision by the Biden White House now uh, to not uh, punitively take action against Saudi Arabia, and specifically the crown prince, has uh, generated certainly a lot of anger uh, on the progressive side of things. Uh, Where do you stand on that issue? It's, as we said about the difficult balance the Biden administration has, from one, end, uh, from one side, um, he wants to please progressives. He's been active on, on an issue that's a big concern for them, whether in Yemen or whether the Khashoggi uh, uh, killing. He's sending a message that uh, the U.S. is not standing with autocrats in the, in the Middle East. But at the same time, there's this real politique that if you sanction the, the Saudi uh, crown prince, 
there's nothing much more he can do to deter him. And uh, he might be uh, the king at any point now, and then the U.S. will have to deal with him. So, and there's uh, strategic interest, there's uh, commercial interest, there's weapon sale. Um, so the U.S. thinking is, from Biden's approach, is we don't, we're not going to shoot our, ourselves in the foot in, in that sense, and then allowing other uh, powers like Russia and China to jump in and take some uh, uh, military uh, arms from uh, uh, from the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. So that's a t- typical example of, of, of real politics where the U.S. has their interests first at large and they will not basically jeopardize that because of human rights. But at the same time, they are signaling to the Saudi leadership that they are not like Trump. They don't have a back door mm. Uh, approach like Jared Kushner uh, right. had with the Saudi Crown Press, that uh, they are telling them there's a new sheriff in town and uh, we have a different approach. We're going back to the institutional right. and the principle foreign policy, but to an extent, we're not going to go all far okay. to, to sanction uh, the Saudi Crown Press, and, and this is going to be a difficult balance, I think, uh, that will complicate the U.S.-Saudi relationship. Dr. Macaron, uh, I want to thank you very much uh, for being generous with your time, and we certainly learned a lot, and uh, we appreciate your expertise uh, on this matter. Thank you for having me. That was uh, Dr. Joe Macaron from the Arab Center in Washington, D.C. We'll be back after this.